today the title of my message is legacy all right legacy is very different from an inheritance an inheritance is something that you receive from someone when a family member passes away you receive an inheritance and it is usually a physical thing it could be money it could be you know it could be wealth it could be properties it could be a business whatever it could be that is an inheritance but legacy is not something physical that you inherit but it is actually a value system that a person lives by that is imparted into you a legacy is the ability to develop honor and integrity and character can be imparted into a generation that is with us and a future generation to come so when i talk about legacy i'm not talking about something that you leave after you leave the earth i'm not talking about death now because that has to do with inheritance when i talk about legacy i'm talking about things that you can impart into your community into your family that you can see the fruit of now so i was reading this thing about an ecologist road and he he said that when you want to plant a young tree you don't look for an empty space of land where no plants had existed before the best chance of survival for that young plant is to plant that tree where old trees are see this ecologist says or said that the reason why you plant young trees with old trees in a forest is because they get protected from the harsh sun you know the heavy rain all of that stuff but most importantly it's what happens underground he said when you plant a young tree and the roots begin to take begin to travel underground roots know how to follow roots the young tree the roots of the young tree begin to follow the roots of the older tree which means the the hard work that the older tree had done becomes the pathway for the younger tree to begin to follow rather than discovering new ground and new pathways for itself and because the roots of this tree the young tree begin to travel where the older roots used to be or are the older roots listen to this the older roots begin to share its nutrition with the younger roots it also enables the younger roots to wrap itself around the older roots so that it becomes secure no matter what the weather patterns are above ground my point to what i'm saying today is that god has placed each one of us in a community and in that community you and i learn how to follow the pathways of people who have walked the path of life before us you must understand that when jesus came to the earth The Bible says that he left his glory in heaven and came to the earth and became a man just like you and me. Today you and I call ourselves Christians because we live from the legacy of Christ. 
If you can go with me to Proverbs 22 and verse 1, says this, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. I want to read it in the Amplified. Now listen to me. A good name earned by honorable behavior, godly wisdom, moral courage, and personal integrity is more desirable than great riches. And favor is better than silver or gold. When, when the Bible talks about name, talking about a name, it's good to have a name. It's good to have a good name. It's, he's talking about your character. He's talking about moral integrity. He's talking about things that you, you, you receive from your predecessors that you begin to apply in your life and then you begin to see it manifesting in your life that people get to know you by. When people think of your name, what do they think of? What comes to their mind when people call your name? When people speak about you, what they remember most is your legacy. Live a life where you develop the character of Christ. Second Chronicles chapter 17. King Jehoshaphat is the great-grandson of King David. And uh, the, the, the context of the story is that Jehoshaphat's dad, Asa, who was the king of Judah, this is another king of Israel now, the king of Judah, was facing a situation where enemies were coming to attack him. And Asa, King Asa now, decides to go to a neighboring king and ask him for help when he should have gone to God. Our first response to circumstances and situations in our lives is to go to God. But this king decided to go to his neighboring, the neighboring kingdom, and that neighbor helped him and he succeeded. But because he did not go to God, his life was cut short. This is the Old Testament, okay? This is not us, but this is the Old Testament. It was different for them. We have grace today. Thank God for grace. Thank God for God's mercy. Thank God for God's love. It's awesome, okay? So now, because he decided to use the help of man first, God cut his life short, okay? And so his son now, comes and becomes the king. Chapter 17, I'm going to read from verse 1. It says this, Then Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his place. And listen to this. He strengthened himself against Israel and he placed troops in all the fortified cities of Judah and set garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim, which Asa, his father, had taken. Verse 3 says this, Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. Which means the Lord was not with his father. Why was the Lord not with his father? It's because the, the choice that his father made to pursue man instead of God caused God now to not get involved in the affairs of the king. 
So the first choice that we make is to depend on God when you're in times of need. If you want to build a legacy according to the, in the kingdom of God, the way you build a legacy that continues the legacy of our heavenly father on earth is we teach our children, we teach the community how to first depend on God. Because the legacy that you want to leave, the legacy that you want to communicate to the people around you is your codependency on God. Your dependency on God. You are dependent. Hey man, you know what? I had a bill to pay and, and I, or I was sick in my body and I had the flu and I had a positive report. I depended on God. So the way we build a legacy is by communicating or revealing our dependency on God in times of need. Now, I want to read verse 3 again. Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because, listen to this, because he walked in the former ways of his father, David. Do you see the switch over there? His, what was his dad's name? His father's name was Asa. But the scripture says, he walked in the former ways of his father, David. So the second thing is create a lifestyle that is based on what you value the most. God blesses our dependency on him. You see why Jehoshaphat chose David's value system is because he was a man after God's own heart. I mean, when people call your name, what do they know you by? When we think of David, King David, and we, when we say his name, my goodness, what, what, do we, what comes to our mind? We, what comes to our mind is the presence of God. A man who loved the presence of God, created a value system for the presence of God. A man who was anointed to be king and became king. A man who was long-suffering and patient. A man who chose not to dishonor, but rather honor somebody who was after his life. What Jehoshaphat valued in that moment was what God valued. Listen to this. Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his father David. He did not seek the Baals, but sought the God of his father and walked in his commandments and not according to the acts of Israel. It's amazing, isn't it? He, he was not a people pleaser, neither was he a people follower, like the acts of Israel. He looked at his father David and he chose to follow his, the, his, the ways of his father David because those were the ways of God. When people look at the choices that you and I make, do they see that these are the choices that God has made? Verse 4 says, But sought the God of his father and walked in his commandments and not according to the acts of Israel. Therefore, the Lord established the kingdom in his hand. Therefore, it is because of the choices that he made that God established the kingdom in his hand. And all Judah gave presents to Jehoshaphat. That's amazing. And he had riches and honor in abundance and his heart took delight in the ways of the Lord. So the third thing that you and I need to do is seek God's ways for your life. I want you to go to Isaiah chapter 55. I will read verses eight and nine. 
It says this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. It's amazing when God says, my thoughts are not like your thoughts, and my ways are higher than your ways. The reason why we need, you and I need to seek God's ways in our life is because God's thoughts reveal to us God's actions. And every time God acts, you understand His ways. So God's thoughts, the way God thinks or what God thinks, God acts upon those things. And when he acts upon those things, they are manifested. And when we look at what is manifested, we don't go goo gaga about what is manifested, but we say, wow, how awesome are your ways. So the desire, ladies and gentlemen, that you and I need to have is, God, I want to know your ways. Just like Moses spoke to, to, to God in the book of Exodus, he says, show me your ways so I might know you. Show me your ways that I may know you. See, God is constantly moving. God is constantly doing things. And most of us are very okay with denominationalism. It's a person who has received a revelation and they have stopped in that revelation and that's all there is to God. But our God is a progressive God because in his scripture he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It is a progressive word, a constantly evolving word that reveals the ways of God. So the third thing is seek God's ways in your life. Now I want you to go to Second Chronicles chapter 20. We see the same test that his father had comes to Jehoshaphat, but times three. There was a kingdom, a kingdom that was attacking his father, but because Jehoshaphat made God a priority, he built a value system. He started building a godly legacy now the storm that came his way was three times more than what his father faced. And so now there are three kingdoms now that are coming to attack Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat makes a decision in that moment. Do I do what my dad did or do I do what my great-grandfather did? And I want you to go to Verse 3, chapter 20, verse 3. And it says this, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Now I want you to go to verse 12. And this is Jehoshaphat's prayer to God. And he says, Oh God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Now, do we know what to do? But here, listen to this. But our eyes are upon you. 
we don't know what to do i don't have the solution but i'm choosing in this moment to fix my eyes on you <laughs> the fourth point is don't surrender to your enemy surrender to god don't surrender to what the enemy says that it will do to you surrender to your heavenly father so after he made this prayer one of the prophets comes to comes to him and he gives him a prophetic word it says this thus says the lord to you do not be afraid nor be dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but god's there's a power in living a surrendered life there is a power in you and i coming before a god helpless saying god i can work in my physical ability but i'm making a choice to depend on you in this very moment and my eyes are fixed upon you and then the lord speaks over us and he says this is not your battle anymore this is my battle says the lord and then verse 17 he says you will not need to fight this battle come on now man You will not need to pay this bill anymore. You will not strive to get medication to get healed in this area. This is not your battle says the Lord. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Oh, come on, that is so powerful. I want to read that again. You will not need to fight in this battle. You will not need to fight in this battle. Not fight the battle. You will not need to fight in this battle. <laughs> Position yourself. Stand still and see. Not just here. See the salvation of the Lord. who is with you o judah and jerusalem do not fear or be dismayed tomorrow go out against them for the lord is with you it's amazing when you and i don't surrender to the voice of the enemy when you and i don't surrender to that bill that urgency that that threat that is coming from your boss that threat that is coming from you know upper management and the threat threat that is coming from what the economy says about your business when you and i position ourselves to seek god and we position ourselves and say god we are helpless in this moment we are in this position because you have allowed this storm to come into my life i am now looking at this storm as a lesson that i can now build a legacy from I'm going to look at this storm and I'm going to make a choice today that will build a legacy that my children and my great-grandchildren will remember my name with. 
They will remember that when my father had three enemies coming against him, when my father had the banks calling him, when my father, when my mother had a doctor's report against her, when everything was against them, in that moment they made a choice to live a surrendered life. And they chose to seek God in that moment. And you know what? They stood still and they saw the salvation of the Lord. 